Hi, I'm Ben, and welcome to Beyond the Document, the podcast exploring the latest developments and opportunities within output management, document management, and customer communication management. Each episode, I'll be joined by guests within the industry to help share their insights and opinions on what's happening in the field and beyond. This month, we're looking at the benefits of moving to the cloud, and we will have a client who's been on this journey join us on a later episode to introduce their experiences. But first, we wanted to focus on why 94% of today's organizations see benefits in moving all or some of their systems to various cloud offerings. So who better to join me than Formpipe's own Head of Cloud Services, Dean Palmer. Let's get into the episode. So good morning, Dean. It's great to have you with us today. Thanks, Ben. No worries. It's a pleasure to be here and chatting. Um, so yeah, I'm Dean Palmer, Head of Cloud Services at Formpipe. I've worked with cloud architecture and service delivery for the last seven years. Uh, before I joined Formpipe just over a year ago to lead our cloud transformation. Uh, I work with a team of architects, engineers, and testers who are responsible for taking our, our Formpipe's products and moving them to the cloud. Superb. And I'd like to think that everybody listening to this pod would fall into that 94% of organizations who have already looked at cloud for some part of their business, You know, whether that be a small offering on the fringe of their organization or a big core enterprise system, which is critical for the way that they operate. So those cloud offerings could come from massive vendors like Microsoft or AWS, or maybe niche players just supporting that one product. So the step on the journey will vary greatly, but I presume there are relevant points, Dean, for everybody to consider, regardless of their size or their cloud maturity. Yeah, 100%. Uh, you make some good points there. Um, and in my mind, the first thing that jumps out is scalability. Um, the cloud can really work for anybody from small-scale startups or single kind of mum and pop enterprises to huge global organizations. Um, and as a company looking to, to move to the cloud, you really need to think about what your current capacity requirements are, where your kind of growth aims are for the next one, three, five, even 10 years. Um, because decisions that you make now around your architecture, your selection of cloud vendors will really make a difference uh, in the future. Um, and good decisions and good planning and forecasting now can save you the hassle of uh, lengthy and costly migration or expansion projects in the future. Um, and alongside that, the forecasting of your capacity requirements will also help you understand your kind of maintenance and management requirements and, and will help you decide if you want to take that on by yourself uh, with all that responsibility, with the you know extra staff, training, management, planning that you would have to, to do to, to, to make that work or if you would rather outsource that responsibility to a cloud vendor or some kind of service partner. So, so to my mind, planning around your capacity and scalability is, is key. Yeah, I, I can completely understand that. I mean, the, I would have thought one of the appealing aspects is that reduction in internal in-house cost and staff requirements by sending that out to a service provider such as Formpipe. When you do that, surely that also brings in uh, proven best practice by involving those services? Yeah, definitely. Um, there's economies of scale there to start with. You know, um, if you as a, as a customer is looking after one form pipe system or one system from another vendor, you're only doing that one uh, instance of that product or of that service. So you're constantly having to learn things, make sure you're up to date with the newest versions. Whereas if you're if you're outsourcing that and trusting a cloud vendor to do that for you, they build the products. They're experts in that products. So you're, you're, they're always up to date. They always know what the new versions are and they're always trained and, and all that stuff. So you're outsourcing that and taking advantage of someone else's uh, expertise. But you'll also find that 
because they're a cloud vendor, they will have a set of standard operating procedures, policies, security requirements, and standards that that they adhere to all the time, and they have to uh, to give their customers peace of mind. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of benefits there in, in terms of cost reduction. Sure. Okay. And and I guess those SOPs and training tasks are what we we have to make sure that we meet our own regulatory requirements. You know, from from my understanding of that. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we, with that in mind, then. Um, Whenever anybody mentions cloud, I always smile because it's such a variety of different clouds, whether that be public, private, or, or on the in the middle, you've got the hybrid, which a lot of people do go for. And, and that leads me on to an aspect of this, which is all around security. Um, in, in my role at the moment with InformPipe, I know we've got a huge range of clients going from those very large, heavily regulated clients that hold sensitive data within uh, documents or, or pure data on end clients, and they hold that within our systems and within our cloud. But then equally, we do have those smaller, more agile organizations whose data retention responsibilities are minimal. And that data that they do have to hold on to is probably low risk. You know, something like uh, car parts could be the, the data that they're holding the information on. So with that in mind, how, how do we cater for all those different security requirements out there? So there's a lot to go on there, but Similar to similar to when we spoke about scalability previously, um, there is a wide range of security, redundancy, resiliency, and, and compliance options out there um, when you work with the cloud. And with enough combinations between all of those services, you can satisfy nearly any market or compliance requirements out there. Um, you'll generally find from my experience that when you when you work with a cloud provider, they will have a set of service tiers or standards or, or bolt-ons or something of that, that ilk. Um, where you can kind of pick and choose the bits that work for you uh, and, and work your way up that service offering um, to fulfill your requirements. Um, and this ensures that, you know, that cloud service or that cloud provider can, can cater for everybody. Um, so to give a few examples of those things, if we're talking about data security in, in the first instance, um, we utilize things, you know, obvious things that you would presume everybody does, stuff like SSL, HTTPS, TLS, all that uh, kind of transport level encryption. Um, and then for long-term data storage, you have platform-managed keys, you have private keys. You, uh, some cloud providers can even support customer-managed keys, um, allowing the customer to, to really have the key, excuse the pun, uh, to their data. Um, so they can take that away at any point if there's any issues there. Um, and uh, for kind of inter-cloud communication, you can have uh, completely private links that don't touch the public internet at all. There's a, a lot of security options there. Um, for retention and redundancy, I kind of deal with them at the, as one thing because a lot of the offerings that you can take advantage of deal with them together. Um, so you can have local, regional, global, or even real-time redundancy, and in some cases, um, allowing your data to be protected from a wide range of, of threats or risks uh, and ensuring that your uptime is there. Um, and in terms of long-term storage, you can there's all kinds of cold archive mechanisms and, and various things that you can do to keep your data for as long as you need it. Um, and to, to me, that's really one of the powerful things. The potential combinations of all of those things really allow the cloud to meet anything for any market or any customer basis. Yeah, and, and, and I, can, I can understand that. I can appreciate that. But equally, Dean, to my fairly simple mind, you know, that, that range of options and choices to, to somebody looking at this for the first time could be a little bit confusing. Is there a process that you almost walk a client through to identify what they should be considering yeah definitely uh, and even to my mind it still gets confusing um the cloud's changing all the time new new offerings new new features are coming out every day so 
Um, yeah, there's still a little bit of confusion from me sometimes, so I, I can sympathize with, with other people. Um, but for us as a cloud provider, that taking the customer through that journey is part of our responsibility. We want to make sure that we're meeting their requirements and they're getting the service that they require. Um, and particularly for someone who is going to the cloud for the first time or trusting the cloud for the first time, that can be quite a scary process. You know, if you're used to having everything in-house on your own physical servers that you can touch and you can lock the door in front of them at the end of the day, um, you take the backup tapes home or, or whatever it might be, um, you're losing that kind of um, physical tangibility of, of your data. Um, so it can be quite scary. Um, and we have a set of documents and processes and slides and, and things that we can take customers through. And we talk about their data at every point of that customer journey as they engage with us. Um, and any other cloud provider will have the same. You know, if we take take Azure as an example, there's reams and reams of documentation online that, that Microsoft put out there to make sure that their customers have the trust and the faith that they need. Yeah, I, th I think that's such a salient point. You know, the, the visibility of a server rack is so reassuring to to people of a, a certain age or, or maybe maturity within their career. And and it's a, it's, it is a step change to move away from that, but it's no reason why you can't make that move. Yeah, 100%. We have all the same options that you would have on-premise, uh, if not more options. Yeah, sure. Okay. I mean, with, with all systems, when, when we're looking at this, the, the big benefits are gained when you look right across an organization. Now, I, I actually don't like this word, but I'm going to use it anyway when we look at the wider enterprise ecosystem. So with that in mind, what other benefits could be considered when you're embarking on a cloud journey? That's a, that's a good point. Uh, I guess the big one to me, uh, and this is the thing that really excites me when I'm working on projects uh, with, with, with our customers and with other parties, um, moving to the cloud allows you to do more with your data. You can integrate with all kinds of new, uh, exciting cloud services um, that you couldn't have done before or maybe would have been difficult to integrate with on-premise as you'd have been overcoming all those kind of in-house IT network firewall restrictions from another team. Uh, that maybe didn't understand your requirements, you know, so those those integrations would have been harder to set up or convince stakeholders to approve. Um, in the cloud, the the service provider is your IT team for that service. Um, so they know, you know, what they integrate with, they know what the customers do. So all of those integrations are easier. Um, and really, when you think about it, a lot of the more recent, exciting integration and, and service platforms are cloud only. So if you if you aren't going down that journey, you can risk getting left behind, um, and that would uh, that would mean that your customer experience maybe got stuck and you got left behind from your competitors or, or whatever. Um, so that for me is the really exciting thing: being able to do to do more with your data. Um, and a lot of cloud providers have that capability built in already. Um, they have partnerships with with third parties, or they have bespoke integrations into other platforms that allow them to talk at the click of a button. Uh, rather than having to go through lengthy integration projects, you know, with, with the advent of things such as REST APIs, service endpoints, um, all kinds of stuff like that, those integrations are so much easier now uh, than they ever were before. We're not having to write custom code or, or have lengthy implementation runs. Um, as a, a quick example for us, I guess the um, our integrations allow our customers to build integrations to post, print, email services that they would have been harder to do before. And then looking to the future in the modern world, with everybody at home all the time, we can integrate into electronic signing platforms. Uh, and you can build, you can use our APIs to build custom portals that show your customers the data that they need for you. You're not having to take that off-the-shelf solution anymore. Um, so you can really, using the cloud, you can really tailor your platform to your customers' needs or your business needs. 
Yeah, I, I think you touch on a really important part there as well about the justification of this internally within businesses as well. If, if you're pitching that for the budget or you're just pitching the idea internally, that doing more with your data is really, really important there. Great point. Um, so with everything going on, I, I know you're a busy man, so I'm going to start wrapping up today's pod. But before I do, could I ask you for maybe one key point for the listeners to take away with them? Yeah, uh, and really, I'm going to go back to what I was just saying. Doing more with your data is really the thing that excites me the most. Um, with the way that the world is going, uh, customers, uh, end users are, are more um, aware of their data than we're aware of what you hold about them and how you use their data. Um, so moving a lot of your systems to the cloud allows you to be more transparent with your customers about what you're holding, makes it easier for them to kind of log in and see things or, or share that data out there in a responsible way. Um, which really allows you to build trust and um, kind of transparency with your customer base. And, and that respect goes along with that for your brand and your business. Um, and for customers that maybe don't have, or, or businesses that maybe don't have direct end users, kind of more business to business uh, companies, um, really it's the, the scalability and the, and the cost savings that you have there. The reduction of responsibilities is, um, is, is game changing for an organization. Yeah. And in the world that we live in now where reputation can be ruined by a slip, you know, on social media, I think that trust and respect is a really good point. Yeah, 100%. Well, Dean, that's been great. Really appreciate your time today. No worries, Ben. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Beyond the Document podcast. And thanks again to Dean for joining me today. You can find out more about Formpipe's cloud offering by heading to our website, formpipe.com. And you can catch us on LinkedIn by searching for Formpipe or on Twitter with the handle at Formpipe. If you found this podcast to be useful or you learned something new, then please do give us a rating or review on your go-to podcast platform of choice. I'm Ben Saxon, and I'll catch you next time on Beyond the Documents.